So most of my 20s were spent looking down through a microscope at these tiny creatures known as fruit flies, or scientifically known as Drosophila melanogaster. In a dark room filled with microscopes, perched over one of them, I would spend countless hours taking images and then videos, and soon imagining these experimental plots and fictional plots about these creatures and possible dramas that unfolded under the microscope. I assure you that despite the distraction of making movies, I was still able to somehow finish my PhD in genetics. But assuming completely my persona as a fruit fly whisperer, which I was known as, I went on to make my first feature film. It's called The Fly Room, and it's based on the true story about the birthplace of genetics in New York at the turn of the 20th century. A young girl, Betsy, spends a day with her father in his genetics lab, and by understanding the genetics and the behavior of fruit flies, she gets a glimpse into the life of her father, understands his other life as a scientist, what it means to be a scientist, and also what it means to have a genetic bond to someone else. This film marked how I could combine my passions for research and filmmaking. It also showed me how I could also combine documentary and fiction and mix real objective scientific perspectives with also magical and surreal worlds. One of the ideas was also to break the stereotypes about how we think about scientists in film, make them more relatable, make them more fragile and vulnerable. So yes, I'm a filmmaker and a biologist, and a lot of the work that I do today is taking scientific data and literally throwing it into the deep end, what I like to call fictional dive pools or fictional realms. My first film was about a scientist, a microbiologist, that falls in love with a girl that lives in a petri dish city. I had spent way too many hours in the lab. It was shot on a 16-millimeter, and it was during my PhD. A few years ago, I made a film in Abu Dhabi about an Arabian oryx that is genetically modified to have a human language gene, starts speaking Arabic, and warns us all as a prophet about its immediate extinction and its endangered status. A few years ago, I made a film autobiographical about a young neuroscientist played by myself that takes photos of him and his father, puts them under the microscope, and tries to understand that relationship in a new light. So these are some of my films, and they're perhaps strange, surreal, but the idea is to take scientific data and scientific tools and to transform them into stories and not be afraid of fiction. I'm also a fervent believer that animals, other than humans, are wonderful actors in fiction, and that scientists are not so bad either in fiction. My latest film is an aspiring Game of Thrones, which is very relevant, because we just had the launch of the season, and it's about a young scientist called Mendel, named after the father of genetics, and he studies the genetic code that dictates the colors, the patterns, the brushstrokes of a butterfly wing. He does this using a gene-editing technique known as CRISPR, which allows him to knock out or turn on and off genes that regulate color. This is an image of a monarch butterfly under the microscope. But what happens over the course of the film is that the monarch butterfly becomes his alter ego. He starts dreaming about monarch butterflies, and as the monarch butterfly, they share this journey and migration, as both of them migrate from North America to Mexico every year. Every year, the monarch butterflies embark on a long journey. They cross thousands of miles and cross borders, and they arrive in Mexico for their hibernation period. To celebrate their arrival, these children in a small town called Angangueo in the state of Michoacán perform a dance 
where the girls are dressed up as monarch butterflies, and the boys, while they're not so advanced, they're pre-metamorphosis, they're caterpillars and chrysalis, and some of them are also trees. <laughs> so apart from being a film about the science and evolutionary of butterflies, the film is also about immigration, about rituals, about climate change, about environmental justice, about borders and the absurdity of having walls, especially for flying migratory creatures such as butterflies. I hope I've convinced you that butterflies, as well as other animals, can teach us a lot about how we think of human drama, human relationships. There's a guiding principle in French New Wave cinema, which is this idea of radical experimentation. Radical experimentation in how we form narratives, how we talk about visuals, sounds, and also an engagement in political and social discourse. Through my science cinema, and also a festival that I started about a decade ago, and an online platform that I just created, my hope is to combine and show the different flavors of science cinema, whether it's pure data coming from the laboratories, whether it's fiction, animation, documentary, performance, how all of these can combine together to give you a broader perspective of how we think about issues. I like to call this movement the Science New Wave. Thank you very much.